was reading the news with my friend. She's from Vancouver, and uh, we were just reading some stuff here. And uh, I was reading about a man who walked into a into a, a bank with a gun, I think, or something, or into a hotel lobby. And I was just reading it, and yeah. I, I'd often wonder. I'll, I'll just read it to you. And there's somebody I've been wondering what has happened to him in the last few years, maybe the last 20 years. This could be a good little bit of foreshadowing into our next week's episode, perhaps. But the incident began early Monday morning when the distraught man walked into the lobby at the Fairmount Pacific Rim Hotel around 2.30 a.m. and showed his gun to staff. Okay, so far, some crazy guy walked in the lobby. At, want after an staff room. First <laughs> 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 <his> pregnant life. <laughs> she didn't get Maybe. the tip, so we had to go more uh, more intense. What's his wife's name? That's going to be the trick question at the end, Carter. You got to tell me, okay? Okay. After staff at the hotel set off the fire alarm, the man ended up confined alone in a public area on the second floor for much of the morning. Okay, so he's just. Chilling out in a big empty space with a gun. Officers spent hours negotiating with the man, but the police said he had only asked for water and had made no demands. Now, right there, something just went off in my mind. Okay? Mm-hmm. Any idea what I'm talking about here? No? None whatsoever. No. Brent? Nothing? Just one. Mm, probably, but you're going to have to help me out a bit, so all right. Okay. I'm going to read you a little note I have here, okay? I hold your city captive and Ryan girlfriends hostage. With my gangs of students and evil bosses, nobody can stop me. Meet my demands, or else. Right. All I'm saying <laughs> is that I've wondered, because the, the, the rumor was is that Slick came back and became an honor student. Apparently he walked in. It sounds like a like a Sprigsteed song. You know, he walked down into the hotel with a gun and made no demands. I don't know. I thought it was very charming. His girlfriend's name was Roxy. She was driving the getaway <laughs> car. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Is that too inside baseball? I have no idea what you're talking about. River City Ransom you're talking about, That was about, my right? guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't pick up on everything. Who's Roxy? Like the real guy or Slick's, real Slick's girlfriend, girlfriend? Roxy. She she rats him out by the bridge. She's like, I'm Slick's oh, girl. Oh yeah, you're right. Out. You're right. <laughs> I think he spent a lot more me. time. Think, I think he spent a lot more time thinking about River City Ransom than than the average listener. <laughs> <laughs> And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you Another thing is I met I met uh, Brent's kid, Seth Yay! Oh, you met him? Yeah, I met him So what's he like? I was a bit scared, I think He's good, I was scared Did you hold him? I did, yep I'm not very good with babies, but yeah, it was good. Wouldn't so it's November now. When was he born, Brent? September first or what? Yeah, mid August. Mid August. Okay. And um, when did you go to J- Jamaica? I was thinking. You know, I was. Wh- when were you in Jamaica? <laughs> oh. Oh. 
Well, Trevor, as they say, <laughs> Fred's life sometimes topical. Always, Always tropical. tropical. <laughs> I do get a little bit of rasta in his eyes. Oh, man. he's I, got a little I, reggae I going that. on. Yeah, reggae baby. <laughs> reggae stoner baby. <laughs> he's, he's, a true, he's a true child of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> Carter, that was genius. Yeah. yeah, you're a few weeks late, though. Yeah, I've been watching Twin Peaks for the first time, so I could do some oh. deep. I could do some deep inside. I love stuff Twin about Peaks. that. Do you have any so understanding good. of where it, that show came from? Like, I just don't understand how it was on TV in like the eighties. Yeah, I don't even like, know what Twin Peaks well, is. It, wasn't it like ninety? It's a uh, David Lynch, you know, who directs like really messed up films. Whoa, like well, Lost Highway, David yeah. Lynch. Fight yeah, Club, and David CBS Lynch? is like, hey, you want to make a TV show? He's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, here you go. <laughs> and it only lasted about two years, but it's wait. Really what was his good. reaction? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's creepy as hell. <laughs> yeah. So it takes place in Washington. And uh, so it's just Where? raining all the time, uh, Washington uh, State. And um, oh. so a, a young girl gets killed, and it's a murder mystery. So it's very good. Very Lynchian. I, I like it because Lynch is a bit too weird for me normally, but when he's in the confines of a television program, it's, it's just right. Oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Stop reading books. <laughs> no. It's, it's Stop opinion. reading books why don't you go to ryerson and become a film major <laughs> i also realized something about i don't know carter our relationship might have been mm-hmm. destroyed like you were worried about spending too much time together yeah i was hoping i told <laughs> you that's going to bring yeah, something we had, up we had a football party we had went to a those never NBA go well game. yeah nba game yeah but you guys are super friends so, you know when yeah, but Trevor, you know how when we get mad at Carter for doing bits, terrible bits? I don't know if Carter... If I'm having a hard time telling real Carter from podcast Carter now. Everything's a bit. <laughs> well, there was an incident at the uh, NBA game that I thought would get brought up. And while it was happening, I was like, oh, I really don't want to ask Brent for help, but I have no other choice. So I took the... Uh, the bus directly from work to the uh, arena to watch the NBA game, and Fair so enough. I had my backpack. W- I had my backpack with me. It had you know some books, Aww. like you know my wallet and you know my lunch. Did you have your leftover lunch work. containers? Yes, you know all that good stuff. <laughs> so I uh, now they yeah, think you're I mean, a terrorist at the game. <laughs> so I was going to meet Brent at our seats, and um, I, I tried to walk into the stadium, and uh, they're like, "Sorry, sir, no backpacks allowed. Go, please put it in your car." I'm like, well, I, I took the bus here, you know? And they're like, hmm, well, no, you can't come in. So, you know, you find some other security guards, and they're like, yeah, just go to the mall. They've got lockers there. So I'm like, okay. You go to there, and nope. We removed the lockers six months ago. Oh. So I started asking, where's more lockers? They're like, well, the train station, I guess, traditionally. Bus stations, train stations, they have lockers, right? Well, the train station's that way, about a 20-minute walk each way. Go there. Oh, no. And, you know, I'm totally gonna miss the game so uh brent typical miami heat style fan you know he's pulling up a little late so <laughs> throw him a phone call and i was like brent 
I need to put my backpack in your car. <laughs> and uh, I did not want to have to, did not want to have to beg for help there, but I had to. Wait, that's it? You just <laughs> asked him to put your bag in the car? That was a big deal? <laughs> but it was yeah. a big deal because they weren't going to let me in the stadium, you know? So what were my options? But you felt bad asking Brent to put... Well, it turned into I turned into drama. You know, Brent just wanted to go from his car to the game, and he had to what? meet me and coordinate. And he all just this let stuff, you put you know, a bag in his car. I know, but Brent was it. Drama. Brent, were you majorly inconvenient? I'm just letting him talk. I'm just letting him talk. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear how this plays out. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I think, I think you could get a lot of favors out of Carter. He feels so bad about this. Well, no, I just, that's the way I feel Brent feels about me all the time. It's like, Carter, just always, nothing's easy with him. So you know? Carter, you should maybe Some like... disasters always going to happen. Can you cut Brent's grass for him next week, maybe? Or something? Yeah. Shovel his driveway this winter. Yeah. I mean, maybe you did put him out. You put him out a lot, yeah. or at least hire a kid to shovel his driveway. You didn't drink a beer? <laughs> no. You bought him a beer and made him drink crazy? it by himself? Yeah. Bucks, Here's man. a beer drink by yourself. <laughs> Thanks for taking my bag. <laughs> yeah, that's now that's depressing again. I went on a bit of a road trip this weekend. Dig. Janelle uh, for her brother's birthday um, got him a trip to a casino, a bus trip to a casino somewhere in the states. So you hung uh, with old people. <laughs> no, it was actually all pretty young. Yeah, there were old people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so. Uh, <laughs> so he he bailed like the week of because he had to work. So uh, I was a backup option, I guess. So I had to go. And so you uh, bought yourself a trip to a casino. Well, it was uh, it was already paid for. So we, in this trip, pretty good deal. It was one hundred fifty dollars per person, and that included two nights hotel, the bus trip, twenty dollars in food coupons, and a hundred dollars in uh, gambling uh, money, like promotional money. So you couldn't. Uh, like, you know, just take that hundred and cash it out. You actually had to play with that hundred. And so I just went to full Carter logical money laundering <laughs> mode. Money so you, laundering. You know, put in f- yeah, because I turned funny money into real money. So you could keep your winnings, but you couldn't cash out the funny money. So you put $5 funny money in and you win 10. You still have to get, so you have $15 and you have to still play that last five before you could cash out kind of thing. So, um... So with our money combined, we had two hundred dollars funny money, and uh, we turned it into like two hundred seventy-five bucks. So it was pretty. It was pretty sweet. Most of it, I'd say, would come from Janelle's luck. Her very first spin on the slots. You better believe hundred dollars right there. You better believe now. You better believe. <laughs> then I got destroyed at the tables, even though I, um, I you know, researched all the odds, like what to hit on in blackjack and what to uh, you know. It's stay pretty obvious. Level. No, but depending what the dealer has too, you know, <laughs> it's not just what you have. You Look know, it's a lot deeper Casino than what you think. Royale. Yeah. Did you so take my advice? Did you take the thing to the? D- did you take a little cheat sheet with you? A no. Study guide? <laughs> <laughs> I, I left that back up in the hotel. So here <laughs> I was, knowing all the uh, you know the rules and, and stuff, and I just got whooped. And then she she goes down there and she's like, "Here, let me try." I was like, "No, you don't know. You don't know the cheat sheet. You can't do it." <laughs> And every single time, the dealer would just deal her 20 or 21 and just got rich. But it's a good thing she, she was there. Yeah, it was. It probably would have been a lot worse if it was just me. But, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way it was. Casino. But I don't know. It's pretty different there. 
because you can just I don't know I'm up past midnight drinking some Mr. Pib extra. Oh, casino casino living is not casino living. Casino life is no. That's not. It's just so smoke. Like you can still smoke down there. So like the guy next to you at the slot machine or blackjacks just puffing right in no, your you, face. And you're living in a smoky like, aquarium. Oh. Pretty much full of flashing lights. That's yeah, not a place for music. humans. That's a place that's meant to end humans' lives. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. But but slots these days they've they've come a long way. Every display slots like, these like, days. Slots these days, like it's non glasses 3D with subwoofers Mr. built in Seinfeld the chair, like too. Ghostbusters. And then, <laughs> um, and then, like every game has like a video game component. Like Janelle was big on Big Buck Hunter, <laughs> 2012 or something. And so, if you get a bonus game, then you bust out this plastic shotgun and like totally go Both. like we shooting on the TVs and stuff like that. Like and she was all down with just shooting yeah. animals, like brute, just shotgunning. Yeah, two dozen elk at a time. <laughs> she comes from a hunting background Trevor let's talk about your haircut okay what happened um it was just really weird guys was it it a barber or it was just some I don't there was no English spoke I walked to some Spoke, rat. Yeah. Neither is there here. <laughs> Wait, that was even worse. <laughs> Spoken. Yeah. Huh. yeah. No, that neither there is there here. I just yeah. came back with. I was. That's yeah. just stopped this grammar games. Anyway, I walked in with a picture of my hair and looked at the guy, <laughs> and he acknowledged somewhat that my hair was going to be cut. <laughs> So we came to that agreement. I looked. I was like, "Huh?" He's like, "Yeah." It's like, mm, like point to the sides. I'm like, nah. and you know, I have the little point on the front of my hair. Yeah, he loved the point. I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> but so we start like <laughs> haggling out a price because you have to haggle. Everything's a haggle here. There's no like set rate, and if you're like white, you pay more for everything because you have money. So we haggle at a price, and I sit down, and he's cutting my hair, and like he is cutting it, awesome, awesome haircut. So far, so good. No English going down. I'm watching like Pakistani TV or something, and people are like crying in the barber shop, laughing, and there was a lot of men just hanging out watching TV. While I was getting my hair cut by some random place down the street. Whatever. Haircut's great. Everything's cool. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to go. I have to go tutor in like five minutes. Um, all of a sudden, he pulls out a glove. Like a glove. He puts a glove on his hand. It has these like giant metal wires on it. And on the back of the glove is a motor. What? <laughs> No, no, no. It's a, it's a metal glove that's like hard metal with like wires and a motor on it. And all of a sudden he just like looks at me and puts this glove on and like <laughs> plugs it in and turns it on. And the glove is like... <laughs> just like, <laughs> what the... And I'm like, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if this has anything to do with me. And nobody at the store is over, like acting like this, this weird. So I'm like, kid, this must be normal what's happening. He like walks behind me and all of a sudden, he's just like, bam! And he slams his hand on the back of my head. 
<laughs> and it's like a giant metal hand vibrator. It's like a motorized hand. And it's like... <laughs> and I'm not kidding. It's so strong that my teeth were hitting each other. Like my teeth were like... Cuck, 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 cuck. So I had to like bite down on my tongue so that my teeth wouldn't shatter. Because this engine is going... Okay, so he's just mowing into my brain. Like... Like I'm talking, it it like it felt good, but it felt very awkward too because there's this man with a giant glove motoring your brain, and then he starts working over my side of my head, and all of a sudden he's just like straight up in my face, like glove on my face, like mouth, nose, everything, and then he takes his finger, his like metal finger, and puts it in my ear, like just goes like deep. He goes deep into my ear with a motor. It's like. Like I thought my eardrum was gonna explode. Then he goes both, both ears, and then he puts the glove on my neck. I'm like, oh, thank God, that's done, right? All of a sudden, he pushes my head forward. It starts giving me a back massage with the power glove. <laughs> I'm talking like full back massage, like lower back. He's like punching me in the lower back, back massage, shoulder blades. I'm like dying here. I don't know what's happening. Nobody in the shop is even looking at us. It's not even like a thing. It's just like another day. They're all watching their TV. And he grabs my arm, starts massaging my armpits and my hands and my arms. He gives me like a five-minute arm, hand, armpit massage. Returns to the neck, and I'm like, okay, it's over. And then, no, right back to the head again. And he does like another two minutes on my head and face and ears. It was so gross. I like, and oh, there's another thing. I had a really bad day, okay? This is illegal, but I had a really bad day for work that day, and I came home, and I was really bad, so we maybe slammed some alcohol right after work before tutoring, and so I was pretty much drunk when this all happened. (laughs) (laughs) It was so uncomfortable, but it was a great haircut, and it's it's like literally 100 yards from our, our hotel. So now I don't know if I'm going back or not. And like, can I go back and be like, but no massage? Or do I like want the massage? I almost went back just for the massage the other day. <laughs> You're torn. I thought you didn't like it. Like it was, so it was love hate. I don't know. It's like one of those, exp- you don't know how do you feel about it. Yeah, I don't, I just wasn't ready for that kind of violation. <laughs> it was personal. <laughs> like. It was really, but a guy puts his fingers in your ears with a metal power glove. <laughs> Just Edward Scissorhands, man. It was so weird. It's terrifying oh. to look at too, because it's like a giant. It's like the size of like you ever like seen a grinder in a shop. Like those little oh, yeah, engines. Yeah. yeah, it's like an yeah. almost that big. Holy moly! It's an engine on a glove. A lot could go uh, wrong, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I feel Let, like we... Let's I go feel down like... And... Hello? Barbershops, man. <laughs> a lot of bad stuff happens in barbershops. In uh, South Florida this week, police raided a barbershop, found a safe in the floor. What was inside? $37,000 in cash. But that wasn't money from cutting hair. That was football gambling money. Now, we all love to gamble on football, but this is a different type of football that kids or people were gambling on. Kids football. 
Yes, the South Florida Youth Football League made up of 30,000 kids ages 5 to 15 from Palm Beach to Miami. And like uh, a regular season game, the pot is 20 grand for a, for um like a playoff game, the pot gets as high as $75,000. So these are guys going to the barbershop and they bet on like 6-year-old football. Have you guys that ever seen awesome. 6-year-olds play football? <laughs> like it's horrible. Like they they just keep running and they don't stop after they fit the end zone. They just keep running like into the parking lot. Like when do I stop? You know. That's the same. And like their helmets are so big. You might as well bet on something, man. You might as well bet on something. It doesn't (laughs) matter what you bet on. It's all loss. (laughs) It's all loss. So so coaches have been getting fired and arrested for match fixing. You know, you pay a coach off fifteen grand. Hey, lose the game. I don't even know how you like coach. How can you even coach to lose? Like eight-year-olds. These are six-year-olds. They can screw I've up your game plan in three seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, so bad. Unless you give them all food so, poisoning so, so or something. Mm-hmm. And these these hardcore gamblers like give like uh, kids and families five to ten thousand dollars for the year. It's like you know work extra hard, hit that gym, <laughs> hit that gym, you nine-year-old, you. You should yeah, pick kids to lose. Crowd. Just get a get a team of fat kids and just let them lose. Just yeah, just I give some no, kids that some would... Doritos right before the game, and they get all you know like full, and they don't want to play. And then you bet ten grand on that game; it's done. Or just pay yeah, kids and to lose. Yeah, there's people in the crowd with a loaded nine millimeter threatening to shoot a coach, and it's just crazy. Florida, man, sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds like a movie. 70, Seventy-five grand on this game playoffs. <laughs> So bad. So stay out of barbershop. Playoffs. Man. Cut, cut your hair. Playoffs. So that's, illi- yeah, so that's illegal to do? It's illegal to bet on any kind of sport, not, not to mention corruptible youth sport. Oh, your money. You should be able to well, do at least these kids are learning early. <laughs> but you're bribing kids, and oh, it's bad. What is your, some nine year old shows up to school? He just got like five grand the other day for some gambler. Great. Like, man. I sugar pe- buzzed. Yeah, that's what I needed. I sugar peaked bu- at that age. <laughs> I was a fast six-year-old. At Winnipeg Beach, there was some sort of race competition. I came in second. Or like, I remember there was like a thousand kids in a line. <laughs> just sprinting out, and I was fast. I could have been... Could have been something. Damn. Days. You got to take <laughs> Seth, you gotta take yeah, Seth down to Florida. Six, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, he's being trained, don't you worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, I get there. He's got a football outfit on. It's like, all right, we're ready to watch the game. Put him in Carter's basement with the cats and see how he does. That'll trade him. <laughs> Want to tough him up? Put him there with six kittens. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. This is the worst part about going on an American casino trip on a bus. You can't stop and eat where you want to. You know why? I was in Grand Forks, and yeah, guess what I don't I saw? know why. I saw oh, the Carter. Olive Garden, and then right next to <laughs> the street, I saw the Pizza Ranch. All you can eat pizza buffet. I'm like, I'm like a dog pawing at the windows. I want to get out. You we should have just left the podcast. I swear, I only get one piece. Like, who is it, Marilyn or Meredith? Oh, you should have taken viewer? out that bus. I know. <laughs> God, we got to stop at the Olive Garden. 
We've got to I would have faked a heart hands. attack. I would have faked a heart attack, and then when they stopped, run to the <laughs> Olive Garden. I'd be like, it is Tuscan decorated with gold napkins. This is nice. You know, just looking out the window, then you see something that's just so intertwined in your very being. The, the lovely waiting staff. It's all back. Oh, I just like, oh, we got to leave. Got to go. So Speaking of Trevor, advantage to driving yourself. Nice, Cardi might have. Maybe you can edit this in, but speaking of Trevor and haircuts, mm-hmm. this week Trevor is watching some <laughs> Saved by the Bell reruns. I didn't realize how much that show like <laughs> affected you until they had like Zach, Mister Blonde Haired. Was he the was he the school president? Probably. Like just there was a problem. I with told this. you, Trevor yeah. Zach Morris. Everyone laughed at me. I know this was called. This was talked about a long time ago. But oh my god, it's like there's a problem with the school shop. I got to go talk to the principal, and then it's just him and the principal sitting <laughs> hanging out, having a chat. Like, <laughs> so true. So Trevor. <laughs> Trevor was the best high school president ever. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Carter, how many chats did you yeah, Carter, how many chats did you have with the principals at the school just like to hang out? Zero. Just talk. <laughs> Not one. I'd say I had zero, Trevor, <laughs> if you had to guess. <laughs> Fifty or sixty. <laughs> right. No, I hung out with the vice pres- president principal, who's now the principal, because I took a class with him and that was just like three people in the class. But no, oh. I, I wouldn't say I ever talked to the principal. Nor no, did they I know hung who out. I was. And Trevor just walks in the office. We got chat. <laughs> I'm serious. That's what it I saw this on. I, s- <laughs> I saw this on the episode of Save by the Bell. <laughs> it was an open door policy we had. <sighs> I hate you. It's so true. She's like in a meeting with the superintendent and like the board of trustees. You just walk in. So what uh, was going on? <laughs> Trevor. Trevor Gordon. Student body president. Student body president. <laughs> we got to get a bench in this hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I have no rebuttal. I didn't know Zach was the president. Makes more sense. <laughs> I don't know if they have presents anymore. Some guys after you, Trevor, kind of ruined it, I think, for everybody. Oh. So I don't even know if they have elections. Oh, wait, no, you taught there. Do they have elections? Yeah, but they normally do co-presidents now, which is just a load. Co-presidency is for cowards. So what is the co-presidency? Nothing. It means you just have a friend and you're popular, but you have no guts. Okay. Can't be ruthless. Politics. I've got one more segment. My best one was saving it. Okay, let's hear it. You have to go? No, not if you're going to no, be like that. It's okay. <laughs> okay. It's time for well, Carter's let's save it. Three, two, no, one. We're going we're to do Carter. Carter's best segment of the week. Let's go. Here it, here it okay. is. Let's go. So I was thinking about business ideas, hey? And, um, <laughs> you know, what in today's world will make me some money? 
See, I'm I'm gonna stop right there and save this for another day. Porn. Laughing too hard. <laughs> Is that what you're so going with this, Carter? I. Yes, I got an idea <laughs> to do a traveling event that goes to arenas around uh, around North America, like a festival and uh, sort of. But instead of a concert, okay. it would be an athletic competition. And not that people pay to watch, but they pay me to compete in. Yes, I'm talking about a traveling American Gladiators, the Eliminator Challenge. Because everybody who watches American Gladiators have ever seen a glimpse of it. And they see someone running the Eliminator. They're like, man, I wish I could do that. I wish I could find the Eliminator to go run through. And for those who are unfamiliar with the Eliminator... It starts off with like a treadmill, an uphill treadmill, and then they go into a hand bike, and they climb a cargo net, then they go down a glass slide, then they climb a cargo net again, <laughs> and then there's a zip line, and then there's a wall they jump over, and it just seems really fun, you know? Like it'd be the ultimate workout. It's like, hey, you want to go on a treadmill for twenty minutes, or do you want to run the eliminator three times? You know? Yeah. You get big thrills, zip lining, okay. and swinging on okay. ropes. Yes, you I'd get, pay twenty dollars like, to run the elim- workout. I would pay twenty dollars to run the eliminator. I know, and there's thousands of people just like you. Like, I'd pay sixty dollars to run it three times. I'd pay to you know, run it with a lot of like, people. I just like I know, thirty people at a time. Thirty people other, at a time. Go. Like, <laughs> and then have some water. And I was thinking, like, oh, would the would we bring what? our own water tanks and fill up the pools, or would we use the municipality's water? You know, whatever's cheapest. You know. Beer. And we'll just yeah. we'll just build this eliminator. You build it, and they will come, right? Genius. So that's a pretty good idea, I think. Carter, win. You win and this s- round, Carter. Just stop yeah, now while so you're ahead. <laughs> no, stop now while you're ahead. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to take it to another. So I was oh, watching. Here's where he ruins get, it. To sort of familiarize myself with the eliminator, I watched the American Gladiators 1993 Grand Champion Challenge. Uh-oh. And it was the finals for that year. Between Mark Ortega and Joseph Bam Bam Morrow. Now, Bam Bam looks like C.C. DeVille, but just jacked <laughs> with big poofy hair and everything. <laughs> and so, pregame interviews, you know, sideline reporter in NBA or Mean Gene Oakland. It's Larry Zonka, famous Miami Dolphins. Larry Zonka? And he just got the microphone, jams in Mark. Yeah, Larry Zonka. He was the Mean Gene of American Gladiators. Nice. So he takes his microphone, jams in Mark Ortega's face, and goes, Mark, I've been watching you compete, you old football player, you. <laughs> it's just like, oh, this is solid gold. And it's like, even though these guys are stressed out getting ready for competition, nothing compares to the stress faced by their fiancés and just cuts to the fiancés. One of them is named Crying. Diane Duran, which, you know, is an 80s name. And the other one is wearing a tube top with a flower <laughs> blazer over top. Oh, classy! And then there's racket sweep. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And then they cut. And there's Bam Bam's got the four second lead. You know, depending on the earlier challenges, uh, you would build up time versus the other competitor. So Bam Bam gets to start the eliminator four seconds before. But there's controversy. He's icing his elbow backstage. He's a little banged up. You know, how's that going to affect the race? Yeah. So they proceed to run the best eliminator in American Gladiator history. And it goes down to a photo finish. And I think there's a little bit of a controversy here. Was it scripted? the very last thing right before the finish line, they were jumping over walls 
and other gladiators were throwing giant balls at them, like Power and Turbo and Iceman. Laser. We're going to have to get some of those. Laser. We're going to have to get Laser out of retirement to come do our Bring out the boys. Traveling Call out the band. Yeah. Get the band back together. Well, anyway, so the yeah. Bam Bam and Mark are running. Bam Bam takes one of these giant balls right in the face, and it slows him down. While Mark, they just airball it. Doesn't even get near him. And they jump over the final wall. Photo finish. Mark gets his shoulder over first. He's the winner. So, I don't know if it was fixed or not. Laser missed the throw, you know? Somebody just hit Bam Bam right in the face. Anyways, (laughs) Larry Zonka gets back on the mic. Talks to Bam Bam. You didn't lose, Joe. You were the runner-up. A little bit of uh, motivation there. And Joe gets on the mic, Joe Bam Bam, and his sign-off word, surfs up. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. Yeah, well, now there's a crying baby sitting surfs right up, the microphone, people. so I think it's time for me to yeah. go.